right, we are live. It is The Grit. It is May 13th, and we're going to have a special guest today. I just... Alongside Chess Smith. It is like Christmas morning all over again. And uh, through the magic of technology, the guest isn't even with us. I mean, look at that. COVID. Look what um, COVID gifted us. So Matt Warshaw is going to be our guest. He reached out just because he's fascinated by Project Abelli, which has... Wild success. The wildly successful Project Abelli. Phase two is engaged. Oh, I'm excited to hear about it. Well, that's the stickers. Oh, nice. Yeah, good. <laughs> Phase two, engaged. Phase three is him quarterfinaling Rottnest Island to get into the mix for a Trestle's fifth to first push. I feel like first through third are locked down. Yep. All it's but locked down. Let's Gabe, say. Philippe. Gabe and Idolo, one and two. Yep. Philippe's probably number three now that he's won an event. Spaces four and five, there's a lot of room to move there. Especially now that John John is ostensibly off tour. Totally. I mean, let's John John with the knee surgery, just posted to Instagram that he had some sort of surgery on his knee, unspecified, though comments, uh, people were thinking that it was like a meniscus cleanup thing, which they were thinking he could be back in the water within three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, but let's just assume he will miss uh, Sir French. And then uh, Olympics. But I guess he'd come back after the Olympics and really go on a tear. I, I don't know. Um, he didn't do good at the first two Australian events. I think he lost in the round of 32. Yep. Maybe. 32? Maybe 16. Okay. Um, yeah, he was up 16. there. I mean, but I think he's number four in the world right now. Yeah, because he won pipe. But the more events you have, the less that will be impactful, you know? One pipe, and then what? what is dropping out of the quarterfinals? What does that give you? I don't know. That gives you a eighth? Equal eight. Um, equal fourth. Fifth. Equal fifth. Equal fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So equal. F- so he has a first and an equal fifth. I mean, John, if Two he comes. fifths. Yeah. He could, he could go on a tear. He could. Uh, so that's why Kyle needs to really step up. Jordy just gained some points. Yep. But again, Jordy has low scores too. Everybody's kind of like, and Kyle, he's been on the slow ascent. Room for Kyle. I mean. And now with the stickers. With Kyle, the Project Belly, I feel, obviously was genius from the beginning. The way it was executed or carried out mostly by you has also been genius of, I think you saw this early. Get the stickers on the board early. It's over, right? Done. Slow burn to trestles. Exactly. And that wasn't by design, but it was part of a larger theory, which is just there's a paradigm shift happening. And so we're acknowledging the paradigm shift. We're going to embrace it. And the stickers are actually only representative of it. They're inconsequential, sure. to be honest. The stickers themselves, it's kind of like money. Yeah. We're all going to agree that this thing has value, but let's just acknowledge that we need a marker, a marker and a currency to kind of represent the people the people's ownership and surfing because sure. the brands aren't stepping up anymore, nope. but we love Kayo. Kayo has proven through his hard work ethic over the years. And so we're going to get behind him and support him. And we need him to recognize our support. I was thinking about something the other day. Uh, are you a follower or fan of the national football league? No. Uh, are you aware of the national football league? I grew up following and being a fan of, but I have not followed it in years. So yes, I am aware. Do you know who owns uh, the, uh, let's, do you know who owns the Dallas Cowboys? No. Jerry Jones. Okay. R- rich I've guy. Heard the name. Yeah. Rich guy, super wealthy, kind of toxic. I think people think super rich guy. Do you know who owns the green Bay Packers? No. The fans. Really? The fans bought 
the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and so the fans actually own the Green Bay Packers. How did they set up the deal? Uh, I don't know I, I, actually how it worked. If it's like a, it's some corporation where you could buy, you know, stock, stock or whatever yeah. in it. Yeah, but the fans own. So, you know, this just, I mean, I've known this for a while, but it just came up recently because Green Bay has a star quarterback who's disgruntled. Since it doesn't actually have an owner, since the fans own it, it's kind of hard if you have a disgruntled player because nobody can just make the decision, let's, you know, ship this guy out or whatever. All to say, though, the fans could own the WSL. I mean, we could own a surfer. That'd be a fascinating concept. We could own a contest. We could own the whole thing. That'd be amazing. I mean... Okay, Matt Warshaw just got on. Okay. Put your earbuds in. Hold on. Set up here. Can we cut this dead air? Do we even need to? All right, Matt. Welcome to the show. Thanks, fellas. So good to see you. You're a fan favorite. People love you. I don't think I've been on for a long time. I was just thinking that uh, the last time I might have been on was just after you guys sang happy birthday to me. When when would that have been? Was because uh, Saturday was my birthday. So it's oh, been, that was, I was a year ago. Are you ready? insane. Are you ready, David? I'm ready. I, I did. No, don't happy do it. Don't do it. Happy birthday no, no, fuck, fuck. to you. You asked for Happy birthday I for to you. Happy birthday, dear Matt Warshaw. Happy birthday to you. Beautiful. I'm uh, I'm pretty old. I'm pretty old, you guys. Where are you? What, what age? Where are all those boards? Are you guys at the... Um, we're at Album Surfboards, albumsurf.com. Thanks for asking, Matt. Finest surf shop in all of San, San Clemente, California. So Come if you guys, in. so th- that, that's, we don't have to talk about um, uh, male grooming this time then? Are we, nope. Or do no, we? but we can't. We can if you want to. <laughs> no, no, no. You, I, I, that was, a, that was a, an interesting position for me to be in t- uh, two years ago in Florida when we had to talk about that. And uh, Here's, here's still... Matt, within the first minute or two, Matt talks about all the things he doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> Man, I gotta get I'm it getting out old, but don't ask me my age. Oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. By the way, don't sing happy birthday yeah. to me. And let's not talk about male grooming. Anything else, Matt? Erectile well, dysfunction, was I supposed to wear a black? Was I, was I supposed to wear a black shirt? You, Yeah, you were. Your uh, John John Florence clothing. Did they not send you any? Florence Marine X? I'm super impressed by that. that. That's a fine looking t-shirt. Yeah. It's not just you a regular they... t-shirt. It has this flag on the on the chest. I call that a pennant, isn't it? Yep, it's a pennant. It's a pennant. That seems a little. Uh, my interpretation of pennants is sort of um, what's it called? Um, uh, like preppy kind of. But they're also going for. They're nautical though. So nautical. And there you I go. think I think preppy and nautical sort of blended on the East Coast in our in our aesthetic interpretation. And what's the latest on his um, on his knee or ankle or whatever? What's the latest on his injury? He had surgery posted to Instagram, uh, said that he, yeah, he didn't specify what the surgery was. There was a picture of him in a hospital bed with his leg heavily wrapped and a big brace on it, surrounded by loved ones, but said prognosis good and he's ready to work hard for the Olympics. And I was thinking, what kind of stinking hospital hospitalization knee surgery can you get that puts you back in the water? But the people responded with like, he probably had some meniscus, something cleaned up or some cartilage, something rather else. And a bunch of people said that they've had yeah, big old knee surgeries and are have been back in the water in three weeks. So there we go. Looks like my brother. Uh, do you guys know this game called pickleball? 
Mm-hmm. Anybody? <laughs> my no. dad is a huge pickleball player. My so my brother resisted. His wife his wife's been pickleballing hard for years, and um, she finally got him to go about six weeks ago. And the first time out of there on the on the on the on the what is it called the court? The court, yeah. He tore his Achilles. Oh. so he's he's just ruined and um but he would we that led us to a talk about injuries and uh my reference on that kind of stuff is always like the 71 lakers so that was when i was at my height of um basketball fandom and if you know if someone had a certain injury achilles especially you were kind of done for a long time i mean the season usually and he was saying it's unbelievable how fast people can heal now from various things that used to take people out of the game for weeks or months so maybe john really did get surgery and he'll be back in the water in um four or five weeks who knows are you a fan of kiowa belly i was i've been a fan of kiowa belly since rookie season absolutely but why but i should i should qualify and say that after that rookie season when he was really really he, he really looked like he might be the next big thing um he kind of fell off my radar until until recently what you guys have done but i've been following what you guys have done closely i want to talk a lot that's why i did want to i wanted to talk to you guys about this what, what i don't want i don't want anybody to explain to me what that um thing is you do where you buy a meme or what's the what's the name of the NFT, nfts thank you so i've already tried reading the tell it to me like i'm in sixth grade or third grade or fucking kindergarten and i I don't there's you can't go far enough down the line of simple explanations that actually make sense to me but what you but guys did isn't an NFT you just raise money right correct. yeah but correct. basically the same thing I mean not at all the same let, let's talk about blockchain Matt let's just get into blockchain <laughs> no I don't want to I don't want to talk about blockchain or uh, um so but but I thought the uh the little video was so uh just it just made my day that I saw the little video of him peeling the sticker off and putting it on and I was I was made so happy by how happy he looked and how happy I knew you guys must have been. And I now I I look for any reason to watch those contests all the way through. And a lot of it, Charlie, we've talked about has to do with having surfers who I don't want to see get through. I'll watch a heat just to see I really don't want. Right. And I want a reason to love someone to get I, I want to love someone to want to get through for reasons that may not just be his surf and then and i love what you guys did with that so good i mean i'm gonna to, to, to me none of this was a very i mean it was a fantastic idea obviously not from either of us from who who was the jay martinez yeah jay martinez fantastic listener who you know teed it all up uh we carried it out but um it's, it's not that novel an idea, right? I mean, which made me wonder as we were doing this, somebody's had to have done this before in surfing as surf historian. Is this, is there precedent for crowdfunded? Fans, a, yeah. For fans crowdfunding or supporting or something, their favorite surfer. Well, I mean, I mean, me. I think that, I think individual surfers have said, um, and unfortunately probably w- women surfers have had to say, look, I, I'm broke. I need some money. I mean, yeah, I guess you could go back to saying that we're where a town, like a local, a, a local surf community, might pass the hat to get um, someone on tour in the in the '80s or something. You know, oh, we we raised twenty five hundred dollars so you can go on, <laughs> on tour. But the type of crowdfunding that you guys just—well, I mean, anything on sort of a, an online version—I'm not aware of that happening. 
not to explain NFTs, but kind of the way that you kicked off the Encyclopedia of Surfing was almost yeah. an early version of an NFT where people could sponsor a page because right. you could actually reinstitute that now by assigning each of those play pages a serial number that you buy on the right. blockchain and then allowing people to bid on what they think that page is now worth and you right. could raise capital capital that way and that's kind of the same concept so with the kiowa belly thing we recognized that that's the way things are shifting in that um there will be ownership of you know digital assets essentially and let's kind of we don't have time to kind of build out that infrastructure that we would need to let's say own a clip of Kiowa Belly or for all of us to kind of invest as stockholders in something. Right. But we can at least prove the concept. Let's all kind of rally together around this concept and the acknowledgement of this paradigm shift. Because by the way, the sponsors have stepped aside. They're not paying him anymore. Right. And that's how this all started right. was him peeling right. off the sticker from his previous sponsor. So let's at least prove the concept. We can all agree Kyle is our fan favorite for these variety of reasons. And let's put our money where the mouth where our mouth is. And just, right. and then let's also see if that support actually, you know, bolsters his performance because right. there could be a psychological effect taking place where he's looking around at Kai, at um, his fellow countrymen, you know, Gabriel, Idolo, and they have all these stickers and all this money. And he's thinking, man, I came up the ranks with these guys and I surf as well, but why don't I have the support? And we want to all step up and go, no, you actually have all of the support of the people. And maybe that'll bolster his performance too. Reading, reading Kyo's Instagram comments uh, after he, for when he put the sticker on really warmed my heart where there was a real mix of Portuguese, you know, Brazilian Portuguese and right. Australian and American, like we are Kyle, go Kyle, whatever, like that blend right. of like, we, you know, rarely see that most Brazilian surfers have big Brazilian fan bases. Most, you know, Australians have whatever, but this blend was beautiful. Well, so getting back to any kind of thing that would have been like the thought of as a predecessor to this. So if somebody back in the eighties raised enough money to help send the local, uh, the local struggling pro out on the tour, what you don't get for that money, if you contribute is what, what all of the people that have helped on this thing get, which is, the whole thing with the the thread on beach grid when the th when the contest is on or an instagram thread where everybody gets to sort of have where it's just that that wonderful just everyone chipping in and riffing and like so you're almost paying for your own entertainment right if i if somebody chips in 25 bucks to help get kayo on the sticker so first of all you're invested in him doing well now second of all you have this sort of brotherhood of the other people that have helped with all that. And then there's just all the banter that goes with it. So it's like, a, it's almost like, you know, paying to get, it's like the two drink minimum cost to get you into the place where you're gonna have a great time. The, that the didn't people, happen when- I mean, people commenting like, this is the best 25 or 50 or whatever bucks I've ever spent is right. like, I mean, I threw 50 in and totally feel the same, like best 50 bucks ever, right? Like for just the, I mean, what I've, spend way more money on way stupider things that brought me way less, less joy than seeing well, you Kyle own drugs smile. and surfing member. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sidebar. When I, when I did sell EOS pages, when you could sponsor an EOS page, the first one I sold, maybe not the first, but maybe the fifth was Charlie Smith brought, um, 
I have a page on drugs and surfing. So Charlie, that made me, that made me as happy as Kyle, the drugs and surfing ownership. See, I remember that. And that's, I think that the NFT it's, um, it used to be sponsorship. So you get a limited time exposure for putting money into this. The version of it now is you're part of a community. Like you said, it's not a limited time exposure. It's actually buying into the community. And so we all, these communities existed already. You know, people have a million Instagram followers or whatever. This is almost just quantifying it and monetizing it and acknowledging. So it's not just this person has social clout. It's that there's a dollar amount that attaches to that social clout that we can all not only that we can all benefit from, like we can all kind of invest in and see a return on you know, as investors. And when does Rotnest start? Two couple days, I think. Yeah, Saturday, U.S. time. Um, now, check this out, Matt. And we'll just be, let me get clear. The sticker stays on the board. For, like, he didn't just do that for that. I mean, that's we, on his board for the event. For all, Rotnest. All that we agreed to was one event, but we think that the goodwill will keep the sticker adhered throughout the rest of the season. I, I, hope, I hope that Kyle himself is making the most of what you guys have sort of handed him. I hope that this is not, I hope that it's sort of really a sort of a two-way street. Um, I mean, wasn't he the guy that Charlie, you wrote about that he was the one tour guy that was a, that, yeah, that was- he, um, he, he followed Richard on Instagram. Right? Yeah, he was the only one. I mean, that's the, and the, the work he had to go through to go get those stickers was ridiculous. And the fact that he's, yeah, like- I think at first he was like, why, why me? And why are you doing this? And both didn't want it to be anti WSL, like very clearly. Right. Like, I mean, I'd be worried too. If, if I came to me and said, Hey, I got an idea for you, buddy. Uh, I would say, wait, what, what is going on here? But in my experience with him, he's played not only wonderfully, but like is really getting it. And the, and the outpouring of support, I think he can't help but feel. Okay, so what are the chances that there is a single mention of what has happened with all of this over the co coverage of the Rotnest contest? Zero. Yeah, I'd say very little. Absolutely zero. Though I did hear from an inside source uh, that the World Surf League was, uh, was inspired by the whole thing. That of all the things they loathe about Beach Grit daily, this was one thing that they thought, oh, that's a good idea. A lot of missed opportunities, but like this seems like it's so heartwarming that like you know lost his sponsor and the people want to you know the the people have chipped in to do this for him. It's it's uh if it if it really would have been a community from whatever his hometown is passing a hat and giving him the money, that would have been repeated every yeah. heat he was in. They, you know, they may now that I think about it, they may mention it. There will be absolutely no no mention of what that community is. It will be people, some people got together and thought this was a good idea. And I think it's, it, it's pretty rare for the, um, you know, post post speech interview to even reference a sponsor sticker on a board anyway. So it makes sense that they want it. And that's kind of why mid midway through we pivoted away from doing a sticker that represented the podcast itself was because there is a brand identity attached to that and even a business. Whereas the sticker that we came up with was bespoke. It was for the people with the project, a belly logo in it. And so, yeah, they can, they'd be more apt to represent or to reference that. And who designed the sticker, which I didn't get a great close look at it, but it looked really nice. 
it just says uh, the people or it just says podcast, people? What is it? Podca- podcast listener Spencer Driggs. We put out a call to podcast listeners to design a logo. He sent me, I mean, 10, maybe 15 different logos. And so we um, used that to design the sticker. And it, it says and for does the it just people. say for the for people? For the people, yeah. yeah. And the, the O in the middle of people is a circular Project Abelli logo. Oh, awesome. And and uh, if Kayo um, does a post-heat presser, any chance do you, do you think that he'll himself point I to it and just say, I want to say, right? I think he would. Yeah, I think he would. You have to. So the way that I communicated this to Kayo from the get-go, because Chaz was saying, you know, he was concerned about it offending the WSL. He was also concerned about it threatening his other sponsor relationships because this is almost an anti-sponsor model. And we communicated, it's actually not anti-sponsor. We want to drive as much attention to DHD and CDU and your other sponsors as possible. And um, we also, we're definitely not making fun. We just want to support you. So ultimately, if you decide you want to take our, 7,500 bucks and not put the sticker on your board, that's fine too. We're here for you. We just want to support and we want you to know that we're all here to support you. If you choose to put the sticker on, even better. If you choose to keep the sticker on for the rest of the year, even better. We're here to support you. And so he, I think, understood the ethos and then was happy to get the stickers. Good, good. All right, stoked. But it it really truly is. If the WSL doesn't mention it, I mean, in terms of purely a feel good story. I don't know why you would, if you're a media organization, why, why you would sit on something that, that is genuinely heartwarming. They wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't because they hate your guts. I mean, that's, yeah, or, or, really, or something, something. I mean, that's, you know, really I mean, it, it would be an, emo, it would be an emotional, it would be the emotion of that would, I think, be enough to counter the, the upbeat mm. part of it. They need to, they need to fill eight hours a day of commentary. Like they can, I think they'd be wise to reference I think, it. I think they hate beach grit more than they need to fill the hair way, time. way more than they need to fill airtime. <laughs> yeah. And they haven't had any problem filling airtime with nothing to say in the past. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> true. Yeah, so. so Matt, imagine yeah. this scenario, Kayo, he is currently on the ascent. He's he does better at each event throughout this season so far, which means he's poised for a quarterfinal finish at minimum at Rotnest. Can you imagine a scenario where he ends up in the top five going to lowers and perhaps even wins a world title? Well, you, I have to go back to a little while ago when you said that he's, he came up with these guys, meaning Italo and Gabe, and he surfs as well as these guys. And I'm just kind of going, hold on, David. Like, you know, we're, <laughs> we, we need to make a little, dis- you know, I, I, there's a lot of surfers for whom I will pull for against a better surfer because of whatever emotional tie I have to that person. And I can see Kyle being that person, but you know, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just, let me, you can edit this all out. I'll just answer. No, that's, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, any brutal, any surfer, all I want to do is get Kyle to San Clemente. If we can get Kyle to, the trestles final, right? And I've, from what I hear, there'll be people on the beach for that. I mean, obviously it's a, you know, state yeah, park yeah, and yeah. whatever. And so there'll be fans. Imagine if Kyle's there, the amount of fans, we will oh, try yeah. to rally down to the beach with big go Kyle banners. We'll do a I mean, live podcast from the beach. I mean, a full production. Yeah. That's, that's my thing is get Kyle to trestles. That's all that this is about. 
is this type place. of fun. You know what I mean? But by the way, Matt, I, I really, I'm going to take the opposite stance of you. I agree with what you said right now. You need to make a distinction that Gabriel and Idolo and Felipe are on a different class, are different class of surfers. I think Caio is still on the ascent and we're going to ride this stock to the top of the market. All right. We bought him. We bought him cheap. I'm here for that. Caio is Dogecoin. Exactly. Which just dropped 30%. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. uh, Yeah. Didn't, didn't Elon Musk have some kind of Saturday night live flub where he made some joke and then the, I mean, again, yeah, they were, they were, but, they were joking with him, like, wait, explain what? it to me. Yeah. And he couldn't explain it. So they go, so you mean it's a hustle, right? And he goes, yeah, it's a hustle. So that affected the price. All right. I mean, all bit, though. I mean, all crypto, crypto took, a, took a tank. Yeah. The economy, it's inflation, Matt. Two years, two years ago when we were test driving electric cars, and uh, this was before the three came out, and so... We, were, we drove a Chevy Bolt and we drove a Kia something or other and they all seemed fine. And then the three came out and I go, oh, I want to go get a three. We test drove one of those and we loved it. And then we, the, the COVID hit, we everyone put the masks on, we went inside and we thought, you know, it's Armageddon, we're going to save all our money, we're not going to buy a car this year. And for some reason, like in that, in the past year, like my, my uh, feelings about Musk, Elon Musk have gone bad enough that I now say, I'm not going to buy a Tesla. I'm going to buy something else, anything else, even if the Tesla's ranked higher. And I, I love the Tesla, but that, uh, that guy gives me the, really gives me the creeps. And I don't want him. I don't want to give him my money. Oh, I love you know, Elon I Musk. Don't. I am a huh? big Musk fan. I love Elon Musk. You are. Yeah. Totally. I mean, his. You're all musky. A musky. His, yeah. his willingness and love of just shit stirring. Yeah, uh, makes me so happy. Yeah, that that's the little gulf between you and I, Charlie, right there. <laughs> I, I mean, look, the guy smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Last March, he said COVID would be at zero cases by April. <laughs> and and he's launching rockets and he's going on Saturday Night Live. What is not to love? And he married Grimes and had a baby with her. I mean, the guy's and, a badass. And named the baby something unpronounceable. I know he, he, uh, he, I look at him and feel a little bit, and this is going to, this reference won't even land with anybody who's listening to this, but there's, there was a, a documentary came out called Once We're Brothers. It's about the band, which is like, I, if you're my age, you love this band called The Band. And for decades now, the band broke up and it kind of came down to you were either in the Levon Helm camp, he was the drummer, or the Robbie Robertson camp, he was kind of like the genius behind it. And I love the band, but every time I see Robbie, and I'll listen to the band until the day I die, but every time I see Robbie Robertson on screen, all the other bandmates, all the other band, they've all fucking died pretty much. Uh, and Robbie Robertson is kind of known as this famous genius asshole who kind of screwed the rest of the band members out of a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. But every time I see Robbie Robertson on screen, I kind of want to like him for the music he made. And he just comes off to me he just gives me the creeps kind of and that's how i feel about elon musk every time i just see that face of his i don't want to know i don't want to know anything else about it i so i you know if, <laughs> if, if they sold the car company and it wasn't his deal i would buy a tesla 3 as soon as we had enough in the bank but uh, as this, it is i'll probably end up getting something else this says way more about you than it does about elon musk matthew <laughs> 
I'm not the only person that feels this way. There's a lot of people that will not drive a Tesla because of Musk. I'm not, I'm not, okay. I mean, I'm not making this. How do you, how do you feel about Bezos? <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt can't um, that's, that's Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> that's, um, there's things I could tell you. I, 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 there's, I, I have something to say to you guys sort of offline that I can't say now because of, because of Jody, but touche, that's, that's well played. Thank I'll tell you. you why I love Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos is because Jeff Bezos is, if you peel back, you know, three layers of the onion, um, the reason why Encyclopedia of Surfing exists, I, the, the website wouldn't exist if Jody hadn't been hired by Amazon, if Amazon hadn't been, so, you know, if you love, uh, if you love uh, surf history and you love what I'm doing on EOS, then I, I suppose it you have to sort of grit your teeth and say, thank you, Jeff Bezos. E EOS was underwritten by Amazon. That is the news story of the day. <laughs> so again, you got to put, a, there's, you know, there's at least a couple stops between that statement, but you know what? I have, I have to, I have to accept that that is. We need people to click. We need people to click on the headline. That's all that matters. Uh, click to subscribe though, is what people should do. Yeah. People should, uh, the yeah. competing headline is, Rest the power back from Jeff Bezos, people. Exactly. Come on, we've got super you. villain I need, Jeff Bezos. I need Bezos. to get. Uh, I need to get. Um, what's his ex-wife's name again? Quick, quick, help uh, me out. Oh yeah, uh, I forget. Oh, yeah, I just know is Lauren Sanchez, his new girlfriend. She's already left our memory banks. We're focused on Lauren now and Melinda Gates. Yeah, but the the, the woman who he split from, who got half the money, apparently is just like wakes up every day, trying to figure out how to give more of these billions away. Like just tell her to send it. We just need surfing. one, no, I one know. mail. I know. We just need one mail over here. I know. She won't even I notice know. it missing. So. Well, hopefully this all gets solved <laughs> this, this year with both my, uh, we're, there's change coming to EOS that um, I also got to be coy about, but there's, this may end up being an actual business at some point. Exciting. Fantastic. And by the way, I uh, published a episode of Surf Splendor this very morning with Surfline's new CEO, Kyle Laughlin, who is part of that $30 million investment that they got from a private equity firm. And um, in writing my intro to that episode, I heavily relied on the EOS. So shout out to Matt for that. Thanks, you guys. Hey, what are you guys going to talk about when I after I bug off here? What's next on the, on the, on the agenda? So a lot much. of a lot about you, and then we're going to talk about, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the ultimate surfer. We're going to talk about Matt Biolis getting a cease and desist order from the WSL for posting their content on Instagram. We're going to talk about the Olympics and how the three male athletes are all injured. Uh, number one athlete Chloe Andino's out. John John number two athletes out. Kelly's out. So number three and four are Seth Moniz and Griffin Colapinto, who might actually be better equipped. And we're going to talk about. Ivana Trump nearly decapitating her son while trying to teach him how to surf. <laughs> the, I saw the picture. I just, I just want to say the, the actual picture of her taking her son's head off while going like this, like yeah, the, her facial expression, like oh, <laughs> the son's neck is already, you know, it's already bent. It's far enough bent that if it was any one of our necks, we'd probably be in traction. But, you know, the kid's young enough that he, he made it. It's a perfect photograph. It's I, amazing. I truly thought by what she was wearing, they were somewhere in the Middle East. I thought, oh man, she's like in Dubai at some wave tank or she's like, and then realizing they were in Miami, I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. This is the weirdest surf clothes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Where it was just somewhere in Miami. I, I thought it, it wasn't there some so. kind of like a, uh, like a cliff behind them somewhere or something or 
Was it just a beach? Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read the story. I just looked at the photo. Maybe they're in the Middle East. Yeah, it's a good shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna ring off you guys and let you guys carry on. Um, right, hopefully, man. I can do this without without um, causing uh, 58 seconds of uh, chaos the way I did when I came on. Doesn't matter. We can edit. Great to see you, Matt. Bye, Charlie. All right. Bye, David. Thanks you, for having me, you guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks Happy for birthday. coming on. All right. Thanks to Matt Warshaw, EOS.surf. Everybody should subscribe. Go take the EOS back from Matt Bezos. Who wants these? Matt Bezos? I mean, so that's what's <laughs> happening. That's what's happening. If Jeff Bezos is left in charge, he will slowly take over Matt Warshaw, and it'll be Matt Bezos, and then it'll be Jeff Bezos. Matt Bezos. Matt Elon Bezos, yeah. Bezos Musk, something. Just take the take the EOS back. Owner, uh, surfer owned. That's what we need. Surfers, man. athletes, uh, Own media it. sites, Buy historical it. sites. Get it I want it you three bucks a month. It's a no brainer, right? I mean, are you kidding me? Three bucks a month. Well, thanks, Matt Warshaw. Um, where do we go from here? I forget. Do we want to go Ultimate Surfer? Do we want to go Matt Biolis? Let's go Matt Biolis. Okay. This is more recent news. Yep. Fresh. So Matt Biolis, um, shaper to the stars, one of the largest surfboard manufacturers in the world. Clohandino. Under, under the moniker, Lost Surfboards. Carissa Moore, Matt Ward, Malia Matt Ward. Ward. Matt Ward? I mean, man, got <laughs> lots of Matt's. Matt on the brain. Um, he uh, reposted a congratulations. Reposted it, I believe it was a WSL post initially. Was it? The or it was Carissa's post. Was it the it was a WSL post? Was it the clip of her doing the air? I'm not exactly sure. I think that's the one it was. I think it was too. Yeah. Okay. So he reposted that clip as you do on Instagram. Rip and repost, man. That's the whole game. That is what Instagram is there for. Forty percent of all Instagram posts are reposts. I would yep. say. Okay. So forty percent. I'd say a good. I'd say seventy-five percent. So twenty-five percent is original. Original content. Crazy. Yep. Okay. So Matt posts that and he received a cease and desist from the WSL. He said, quote, in his interview with Derek, was it? Yes. Okay. Interview with Derek on Beach Grid. He wrote, the lawyer sent me a letter wanting money to repost the WSL content, told him or her to fuck off and learn how to run a profitable business without extorting the fans for money. That's funny. Giving them business business advice. Uh, Mentioned... Every surf shop on the planet was posting images of the event and he or she should go after them as well. I said it was not my it was my personal Instagram account, not the business account. I was pissed that the first contact came from some lawyer. That's a pretty good sign of a company's detachment from its constituents. To be fair, once I sent the scathing response to the lawyer, Dave Prodan, who I've always felt had an exceptional head on his shoulders, texted me and said that this issue came across his desk and that he would try to sort it out for me. I told him that I appreciate it and I couldn't pass up the chance to ask who the fascist was now. Very funny. Evidently, the lawyers in the suits above Dave, who I do really like, wouldn't have any of his attempts at diplomacy. And if I do any more posts about the WSL without paying their extortion fee, I will be canceled. Um, And he said, I'm a fan of the WSL. I'm deeply connected to pro surfing and the surfers involved. And yes, I am emotionally attached. I have long-term friends who work at the organization, but this doesn't mean that I'll bow down to the barely surfing outsider corporate executives who invaded our culture and don't really understand it, but are here 
and willing to alienate the core followers and lifers who the precarious stack of cards is built upon so that they can chase their main street dreams. They are scared to charge uh, scared to death to charge a pay-per-view for the events because they know that a lot of the viewing public won't participate. The viewership will tank and their sponsors will run for the hills. So what do they do? They come up with some scheme to come after us, the fabric of surfing's existence, all of us independently owned and operated surfboard builders who supply boards to the athletes. Whatever, I'll just post more about Mason Ho. Whoa. Okay. In rant. In order. My favorite parts of that in order. Number one, the WSL, even after I could see. So number one is the lawyer, actually, them actually sending a cease and desist, right? In the age of Instagram to treat Instagram. I mean, I can't even begin to talk about the ridiculousness of it all. I could imagine some rogue lawyer at the WSL who has been tasked with, you know, proprietary, like making sure that the intellectual property of the WSL is staying within the WSL and or being monetized when it gets out, et cetera, et cetera. And that lawyer might not know Matt Biolis from some random. Exactly. Everybody gets the letter. Once, once it gets brought to the attention though, that, Hey, this is Matt Biolis here. Not that Matt Biolis is something special, but let's not, you know, if surf fans or if ESPN was reposting it, let's go after, you know, even that would be silly. Like I I don't understand how eyeballs are eyeballs, right? The WSL should be trying to get as much as it can. Anyhow, the fact that this went up through the ranks uh, and still got decided, no, you pay. Right. Remember, I once had a robust Instagram account or yeah, reports from hell. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Canceled. Deleted by the WSL. Well, that was the presumption. We don't know that for sure, do we? With this letter, it makes oh. me really think because it was the, for the same thing for copyright. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's my first favorite part of this. Second favorite part of this is everybody should recall the fascist reference. There uh, is directly related to when Dave Prodan introduced his podcast with Jordy Smith. Jordy Smith on a rant of his own, singling out directly Matt Biolas as a fucking fascist whiny whatever he said it was never stated it was Matt Biolas but, it, but. Th- that was it was so entirely thinly veiled that Matt Biolas is the only one who you actually knew who he was talking about everyone else you can And Brett ca- Simpson. Yeah, Brett I'm sorry, too. You knew who he was talking about too. Brett Simpson and Matt Biolas. Yeah. So the fact that now I mean I hope that Prodan felt bad I made him feel bad, tried to make him feel bad for what he said. I hope he went back here and thought, oh man, that was an inappropriate thing to say. And I'm glad that Matt, one thing I really appreciate about Matt Biolas, I've poked the bear, as they say, uh, poked Matt Biolas. He always comes back. Like he's got a thick skin and he might get mad in the moment, yeah. but thick skin, great sense of humor. That's uh, second. But third, <laughs> my third favorite, and then I'm done. Matt Biolas is totally miss our reappropriation, I should say, of the word canceled, like putting his own thing into cancel culture where this is dumb that the WSL did this, but you're not getting canceled for, you know, having an opinion on something. This, this is just right. dumb, but I love that Matt used canceled there. Um, Jimmy the pervert on Beach Grit in the comments section said, you know, things are messed up when you're agreeing with Matt Biola. <laughs> 
which I thought was pretty classic. Um, but look, this I think is important. That comment is important because in this modern age where people get canceled, people who maybe you have agreed with and aligned with on a lot of things, they say something that you disagree with and all of a sudden you hate that person. You can never be associated with that person. Oh, this is true. This is a coming together. This is a bringing people back together. This is a bringing back together. Yeah. This is Jimmy the perverts acknowledging, hey, I disagree with Matt on a bunch of things, but he just, what he said was totally salient. And by the way, I agree with Matt in this post as well. Uh, it's absolutely- It's wrongheaded of the WSL. I mean, not only is it wrongheaded, it's patently ridiculous. Well, like, there's it's, no- It's hypocritical and ridiculous for all the reasons that you just said. But what I mean by wrongheaded is it's counterproductive for what their end goal is. Obviously. So they come up with some policy that misreads the entire- purpose of the platform. The purpose of the platform is to share, is to get as many eyeballs as possible, is to repost. So Matt, by whatever the policy is that they instituted, which was, we're gonna try to collect nickels at every turn, undermines the fact that Matt Biolis is promoting their business, their athletes, to his not insignificant following. He has, I didn't check his numbers, but probably 80,000 followers, you know? at least I would say. So why not let him promote your business? It's I just free advertising. I mean, I really truly profoundly don't understand the, and furthermore, uh, it's not like anybody's going to pay, right? Like if the W, if I got a, if They'll I was deleted, if I was posting stuff from the WSL, which we used to at beach Grit, right? We don't, and I, I used to on this podcast, which we never do. I never touch a WSL clip. I know that that's the way they are, which is only, it's not like it's driving more people to the WSL's Instagram feed to get that content. People just don't see that content then. Correct. Where, like, I, I mean, again, it's, it's not even worth really talking about because it's so patently ridiculous. It really is. Um, so I used to, on this podcast recording, the video version, pull clips of things that we're discussing and insert them into the video and put it on YouTube. And after a month or two, they pulled my monetization yep. off YouTube, never seen a dime from them. And they, I got those cease and desist, like license, whatever, violated a license. And I never fought it. I never tried to ask for reasons why or reach out to the WSL and ask for approval or anything like that because I felt the same way Matt did, which was- Screw it. Yeah, I was going out of my way. It was taking me a tremendous amount of time to pull these clips and insert them. And if you guys don't get it and appreciate it, forget it. We yeah. just won't do it, yeah. you know? It's, it's Moving on. I mean- Ridiculous. Yeah, it is, it totally. is absolutely well, ridiculous. So I, I was wondering, does the WSL, I'm, I'm sorry, does the NBA do this? I think that the NBA doesn't. I think that's so, and this may have changed, but I don't think it has. So this is what made David Silver, the NBA's NFL does it hard. NFL goes bonkers legally on anyone who uses any of their content at all. Anyone who uses any of their logos, anyone who wears, you know, I think, I think, yeah, like on TV, you never see people wearing NFL hats, right? Or Giants hats or whatever because, or, you know, Jets or whoever, because uh, NFL sues you out of existence. Uh, NBA, David Silver, went opposite and thought, no, this whole point is to get more people involved. And so NBA is like full on free for, for all post content put the logo in there, whatever you want to do. Like, you know, to within reason, obviously, but yeah. So the WSL not doing, and I think I've talked about it even on the show before the WSL not doing 
the NBA model of we need what we're needing right now is to grow the audience and make people interested and have people invested in this thing. And the way to do that is through, you know, the people who are fans and are basically going to do this, not basically, who are going to do this for us for free. Totally. There's like, no faster way. Nope. And everybody knows, like, if it was, in fact, the air clip that he got busted on, Chris's air, she's in a singlet. Exactly. She's in a contest. It's it already the logos. It's in super the, branded WSL yeah. already, like where people know. And so it's great. Like, and I would think that if you're not a professional surf fan, but you surf and you saw that, you would think, oh, interesting things are happening in contests. Maybe I'll tune in next time. Mm-hmm. And it, particularly the fact that it was a girl's heat, woman's heat, they need more eyeballs, right? Like, so to pull that one is even more egregious. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, it's absurd, but this is the problem. This is the problem with the WSL. I'm scared, to be honest, for the WSL's future. It feels so, everything is so off. Everything is so wrong with it. I don't want it to go away until we, the people, have enough to buy it. We really need to start architecting the deal now. I'm Because it's, it's, it's teetering. It's like, it can't, with this kind of stupidity, organizational stupidity, it cannot withstand. Same with like, I mean, let's go straight into Ultimate Surfer. Let's just well, fire it right up. Before we do. Yeah. I was thinking an analogy of uh, everything that we talk about with the WSL, it's kind of falls under this heading of, or it could be solved by really sig- strong leadership. Sure. If there is an end goal that you're working towards and you're saying, okay, we need to protect all of this content because in this end goal, we're going to own it or sell it in this other, as an NFT, that clip we're going to sell, you yeah. know, or something like that. And so when you look at somebody like Bezos and he would go in at various times in Amazon's evolution and blow up the core product, you know, like, Hey, we're shutting down retail because, or better yet, we are going to um, kind of, bastardize and take advantage of our best sellers on our platform because we're actually going to make that exact product ourselves as Amazon basics and sell it for cheaper and list ours higher and pay people to write reviews. All, this is all part of a grand design taking know? over the world. And he's done that repeatedly just goes in, blows up the core product because there's this end goal in mind of being the biggest thing in the world, way bigger than you could have ever when, yeah. I mean, even now we can't envision how big, their plans oh, are to be. I really right? hope it gets blown up. I hope and somebody so, comes in and blows up Jeff Bezos. So with the Matt WSL, Bezos. I don't have any optimism that there is that type of leadership in place. So there's a lot of broken pieces that we've all kind of documented throughout. And even we know, by the way, this isn't all just gossip. This is like, we know people who are working within the organization who are giving us feedback and telling us things. And so I would like to think that there's, a leader who has a grander design in place that some of these broken parts will, the end will justify the means. I don't have confidence that that is in place. I mean, it sure ain't Elo. Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, Elo's, Elo's been on the job for enough time now where it's not him. Uh, I don't think Elo understood the space enough, the surf space specifically, but also, enough to even have that type of a vision in mind. But clearly, but also didn't understand leadership enough either. I mean, at this level, right? Like he was great, I'm sure at Oprah, like he made Oprah TV or whatever, a juggernaut. So he 
he knew something obviously, but yeah, maybe that maybe it just comes down to not so like he under the audience he understands is Midwestern housewives. Maybe the audience he does not understand is see the dry powder. I told you it gets stuck and I can't clear it. Okay. That's it gets stuck on mine there too. I thought you were saying it was floating inside. Sometimes that too. Okay. But, but yeah, Elo just doesn't understand, but I don't know how you're so, and I mean, I would imagine that they're always putting like, they make so many mistakes that they're always putting out fires. And I don't doubt at all that it's hard near impossible to have this tour going right. Like it's a heavy lift. And so they're concentrated on that, but stuff like this, which is just straight up cell phone is like cell phone, not cell phone. Uh, I don't know how this doesn't come up to Elo's desk eventually. And Hey, the lawyers are bugging Matt because Matt's Biolas is posting stuff. How Elo doesn't say, what are you, what are you doing? No, stop it. But that's my point is when you have an end goal in mind, then you're not putting out all these little fires. These little fires pop up and you don't spend 10 seconds on it because you go, that doesn't meet the end goal, moving on, like, yeah. get rid of it. But if you don't, then you are f- throughout every single day, you're being stopped and trying to analyze every single point. And what did the internet say about it? And what did blah, blah, blah. Here's, here's a question. Do you think that the WSL finds the right leadership before Dirk Ziff runs out of money? Or do you think they stumble onto another... Elo that fails again. I mean, think about it. Paul Speaker, abject failure. And I'll take responsibility for his scalp. Horrible. Did an awful job. Sophie Goldschmidt, awful job. Elo, I mean, she did. Like, it didn't, it didn't grow. It didn't do what they wanted it to do under her. Like, I think she set it up, probably. Clearly, it was a failure. She would not have left when she did if she hadn't failed. Right? Nobody, nobody slides in and out that quick of CEO positions. I feel like positions. in that world, people do. Like, mm, I think I don't, people, CEOs are two to five years, let's say. I don't think you want to leave with like n- having I don't left think they unsuccessfully. Grew, you're right. I don't think they grew it the way that they wanted to grow Definitely. it. Definitely. Elo, I think, has been clearly the uh, biggest failure of both what he came in promising and what has been delivered. And of course, he can blame that on COVID partially, but also he, he's been the worst, right? So the next one, do you think they're going to find someone to actually fix it? Or do you think it's going to, more importantly, what, what's Dirk Ziff's, I mean, is he so in here? Is his ego so tied up where he can't leave this thing failing? He can't, he doesn't have a buyer to dump it. He can't walk away because he's told all his billionaire friends, you know, I own surfing and has gotten credit for that. And so he literally can't just say, okay, enough. I'm walking away. My understanding is he's not that fussed about WSL period. Like he, he will not run out of money. The amount of money that it eats is not going to put him out of business for his lifetime. And so I think he can fund it and yeah, you'd rather be profitable than not, but I don't think that he's really, I don't think billionaires think that I don't think billionaires think that way. That's the position I used to take. I think that billionaires are billionaires because they're freaky. I know. I know. But he didn't become a billionaire. He was born into it. That's true. And Maybe. so, and so, the understanding that I got from somebody who's worked with him um, was, you don't get it. Like this is small potatoes for him. Okay. Like he can fund it. It'll yep. be fine. And so, you know, that's hard for me to imagine that you can give away or you could throw away, you know, the twenty or thirty million dollars a year. But I guess people live in that world. Yep. And, well, um, 
but to answer your question, I don't know who the leader would be. Like who would be the one to come in with this kind of um, the, a visionary who could take it to where it needs to go? I don't know who that person is. I think you need somebody from surfing who has been in surfing at like a almost production-y level. Like, you know, I don't know, from, I don't know, somebody who's done sort of T, who understands the nuances of putting on programming because the programming is the core business, right? Like the surf tour, where I think that Elo, without saying it, has recognized, oops, we're not a media company. We are a professional sporting tour. I think they pivoted back there. So they need somebody who can run the tour effectively and also break down. I mean, the wall of positive noise is so absurd at this point. Again, like Jack Robinson filming at the box while the contest is going on where the whole core surf world is watching both is knowing what's happening at the box while watching fat Margaret. Uh, The WSL camera will not pan down to the box Nobody in the broadcast mentions the box. Like that kind of, I think, uh, like dismissal of your audience, like pretending that they're not doing that. Everybody's doing that. Mention it. Put the camera down there and say, hey, look at guys, the box is firing. Sometimes the reason that we're not having the contest there is A, it's too fickle and we need to run this amount of heats and right. it's not gonna it's not gonna cooperate. B the, we just don't have the personnel to move it down there, right? Like we like to pretend that everything is rosy all the time. We're all about positivity, but practically we've set up here. The cost is too great to do that. So lo- go enjoy Jack's thing. Let's put it even up sometimes in the, let's put Jack's feet up in the middle of ours. Yeah. Uh, exp- like there, there, can you imagine if they reposted Jack Robinson's feed after they just slapped Matt Biolis about reposting theirs? That'd be pretty amazing. But that why, would be the ultimate. But why not do that in the feed? Why not say like during instead yeah, of yeah. the we'll be right back, just say, hey, guys, by the way, you know, one of our most popular surfers who's from here, Jack Robinson, is getting, you know, let's go look at what he's doing and then let's go back to the contest, right? Just treat your audience with an ounce of respect. Uh, and I think that I think the surf fan and the core grumpy local is, I think, a kind person. I think they would uh, they would be willing to grumble quietly, but okay, I get it. You're doing the best you can. If they explained anything, but to pretend that stuff doesn't exist, I think shows profound disrespect for the audience. And that's what frustrates people is the profound disrespect. I mean, it's like the hooligan thing I wrote. I think they hate and or don't understand their core audience. Um, They want their core audience to go away. So do you know who I think is perfectly positioned to revolutionize the way that we experience all of this? Who? Surfline. Oh, maybe. After, after talking with that guy, Kyle, the CEO, and again, the $30 million investment is indicative of something. Like it's indicative that they're assessing a data set that is telling them that there's going to be exponential growth in this world. Except, I mean, per a press release today, you know what they're part of that 30 million is to go do like snow forecast and stuff. It's the, right. It's the idea of forecasting in general and subscription. So it's, I don't know that they're going to put all that money back into surf. Fair enough. But let me paint a picture. Paint. Uh, They are perfectly positioned to have cameras, maybe even production crew, or at least send a production crew because they have the forecasting to the box on that day to wherever the swells are happening they're tied in with all the professional surfers. So imagine a scenario where every single day, Surfline is giving um, news in the form of real-time content. 
And so that's streaming before Jeremy or Jamie O'Brien can even post his blog about what he did at Pipeline because it takes time to edit. Surfline can have it up on their site in real time, documenting that session as it happens. So they already have the camera network in place. They have the swell forecasting in place. They're positioned as a news outlet. It's kind of just bringing all of that together in real time delivery of swells are happening. We're filming those swells. We know that Kelly and his crew bought a ticket to Fiji. So we're going to go document that right now. And it can be on there. They could be updating it multiple times a day with these sessions happening. Evil empire. And honestly, tens of millions of people would be watching that. Non-surfers would then be engaged to know what's happening in the surf world in real time. And I don't see why they wouldn't be doing this. If They will be doing this. If... Let's say the great surfing civil war. If Surfline went to actual battle with the World Surf League, where would you enlist? Who would you fight Surfline. for? I'd fight for the WSL. Would you? Yeah. Why? Uh, I would do Surfline for multiple reasons. I agree with the company ethos more than I do the WSL's ethos. I don't trust the WSL's like leadership ownership. You know, um, the sur- and also Surfline has so much more, they're not tied into one lane. So the WSL, I think if the surf line does exactly what I just said, the WSL might back out of some of the things that they've been dabbling in and focus on running surf contests. I mean, but I what think would, that they do well at that. What would stop the surf line from just like, uh, basically putting WSL under siege, waiting till it folded and then just go take over surf contests. I don't want to see surfing in this way monopolized right where if surfline had a monopoly on surfing that's not good and so i would in my civil war scenario i would fight for for the wsl just to keep surfline in check just to keep surfline non-monopolized i wouldn't presume that surfline is doing it to own all of surfing but why not if you can if you can fold the wsl and take over contest for a fraction of the cost they wouldn't want to and why would they want to run contests if you could run them for a fraction of the cost if they, if they want to run contest period, I think all they want to do is document what's happening right now and put it through their website because they're selling subscriptions. Mm. Running gonna, a contest is all very complicated and has a small return on investment. I'm going to reach out to Elo today and tell him, Hey Elo, time is up, buddy. Uh, Surfline is coming for you. War. You know who makes the best allies, the worst enemies. Beach Grit times WSL versus Surfline. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck with that. (laughs) I'm excited. I don't see any war. You're the only one gearing up. You're the only one who's even been throwing bombs. What's going on here? Yeah, I'm going to hit up. So the ultimate surfer is worth discussing. However, I want to say right now, there will be spoilers in this section of the show. If you care to watch the ultimate surfer in real time, and not know who the winner is, and not know the winner is Zeke Lau. Do not then- listen. <laughs> Do not listen. Yeah, Zeke Lau so, wins. So, Beach Grit spoiled the winner. However, it's only rumor at this point. Mm. Your rumor of who wins mm. is not substantiated quite yet. It is substantiated by frustration and anger from the World Surf League. So you broke the rumor that came by way of three parties or four parties removed from anybody involved with the ultimate surfer. Yes. 
but you feel like the rumor is validated because the WSL got really, really pissed and asked you to. They didn't ask me anything. I just heard through fourth and fifth party. Again. The, the burning frustration, the anger, the rage. Okay. Yeah. So you heard a rumor that Zeke Lau wins the ultimate surfer. So Zeke Lau wins the ultimate surfer. Yes. And there we go. Zeke Lau winner, which, okay. okay so uh, this is a Derek Riley story. Zeke Lau wins the ultimate surfer. Um, when he told me, I laughed and he laughed and we laughed together. It's the beach grit way. The beach grit boardroom is just me laughing at Derek and Derek laughing at me. And then things go up. So we both laughed. Derek put it up. Debbie uh, still gets angry. When he put it up, I thought, this is great. Like, who would have, I mean, you know, funny and great. And it was. The more I thought about it, I said, obviously, Zeke Lau is going to win. The deck was so stacked for Zeke Lau. He's the only surfer there. I mean, Kai, I guess, had a couple, has had a couple. Kai Barger? Or, yeah, has had a couple CT heats under his belt, right? I don't know about CT, but. I mean, Zeke Lau was on the CT for three years. Something only got kicked off in a disputed call to get Jack Robinson on at sunset. Uh, Zeke did not horribly on the CT. He did well enough. Beat John John, like had some successes. Imagine Zeke Lau, a CT surfer, which Derek wrote in his story too. A CT surfer, a CT fox among those QS hens. Uh, not clearly. even QS Mason yeah. Barnes. I mean, Austin Klaus. It was. It was not even QSers. It was set up to be a bloodbath from the from the gate. But we, yes, if it's based on surfing prowess, I wasn't convinced that the format was going to benefit the best surfer. I mean, at the end, with the promise of I think it was three CT wildcard slots, right? Oh, is it? I don't, I don't it's. Know. I think it's three. I think Derek wrote it was three CT. They slots. changed it. Yeah. Uh, you gotta, you've got to, at some point try to pick the best surfer, but you do. But I, I thought they were all good enough surfers that on any given at the way at the ranch. I, too. I mean, ultimately, if it all comes down to who's the best surfer, then what's the point of even having the show? So I thought that the format that they were going to build would build in, you know, like maybe Zeke gets ousted from the show because he stole Luke Davis's protein powder or something like a voting off kind of, did you hear, did you read, did you have a chance while you were driving to read my hot hot new overheard from this morning from oh i did actually was it about malia ward malia ward I yeah did yes overheard malia ward talking about uh how you know how tough it was the producers took their phone they pitted everybody against each other it was a torturous hell it was a torturous hell how like i hope i look okay which obviously rea uh, reality tv has had or reality producers have had 20 odd years right reality television has been in, in our life for a long time They've had 20 years to hone it, to make it as brutal and evil as possible on the contestants to get the exact reaction oh. out of them you want. I mean, this is all puppet master and puppet, right? Um, she should have seen that coming. Obviously. But at the end, after this puppetry happens, Zeke Lau is the only one who will be able to possibly win a heat. Uh, not possibly. will be able to win a heat on the CT. On the men's side. I wonder who wins the women's. That's, I mean, so that's why you can watch. I, I bet I'm going to go way out on a limb here and say, I bet Anastasia Ashley does not win. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so 
in that Malia Ward article, the one thing that surprised me most is that she's a USC graduate. Surprised me too. How'd you know that? Well, I don't know that she graduated. Uh, Attendee. I, I found a interview from 2020 with her. Uh, I posted the interview so people go, it was not a beach grit interview where she said she was at USC and she only had a semester left in 2020. So I'm assuming she graduated. She's attending as a student. Yeah. Was okay. And was, <laughs> well, when I'm at USC was done, was know, apparently she's... done songs a semester. So I'm assuming between 2020 and now she graduated. Phenomenal. Yeah. Malia awesome. Ward. Brilliant. Also, I, I didn't put in there, uh, overheard in that same conversation was that Chris Ward bought her a bunch of DJ gear and now she's going to be a DJ. Look out, Paul Fisher. Amazing. Look out, yep. Paris Hilton. Yep. Look out, all of them. Um, Malia Ward. So What's her, what, what could Malia Ward's DJ name be? I don't know. There's a lot of options. What about... She's an exotic-looking beauty. Yep. She's very, very talented. Mm-hmm. She's now a reality U- show star. USC graduate. USC graduate. A I don't lo- know. A lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of options. Um, are we going to do a viewing party of the ultimate surfer? You, not only are we going to do a viewing party, I was thinking, I don't know how good these things are these days, but are like Instagram live or Facebook live or something, we should watch together. I mean, we should set up the TV and, or get some, maybe find some bar or restaurant willing to put it on the TV at 10 o'clock and invite everyone That's down. That's a great way to do it. That's what we're going to do. In San Clemente, nomads. Yep. Nomads. Will, do, will nomads stay open till 10 or 11 on a Monday night? They might. I think they always are. Okay, great. I, I don't know. I they, think they are. Yeah, and it's ABC, so you don't have to have special cable or anything. It's just... Perfect. Yeah. Viewing party. That's what we're going to do, With right? a live podcast. Yes. Right? Sweet. Okay. We'll hook ex- it up. I'm excited. That's in August. Yeah. By the way... Circle the date on your calendar. Uh, Lauren's texting me because her gym partner wants the link to Athletic Greens. Ooh. So I'm going to interrupt the show... Just to do it. As her gym partner should want the link to Athletic Greens. All right. I'm back. Athleticgreens.com slash surf, by the way. Fantastic. Um, Okay. So I think we've covered that. We'll keep people up to speed on the uh, viewing viewing party party as it approaches. That's in August. And um, let's go to commercial. Let's do it. Come back with Barrel and Ock. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. 
linkedinjobs.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, barrel or not, Chaz, we are back. Uh, by the way, let's also catch up real quick on Bill and Melinda Gates. We were trying to come up with a honeypot scenario to ensnare Melinda Gates last week, figuring out how we can marry her. That's not really what we were doing, but in the back of my head, that's what I was doing. Yes. To benefit from some of that billions. News broke this week that the divorce was initiated. Uh oh. Once she found out Jeffrey Epstein about Bill's association with Epstein. That Jeffrey Epstein, as the story goes, and Bill formed a close bond, not before, but after he was a convicted sex offender. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, and, uh, Bill. So what's little freaky Bill doing? With Epstein or now? I mean, what? like clearly that relationship made Melinda mad. Clearly, like if I was hanging out with a convicted sex offender, I met him. I was like, this guy's a great, great guy. Got a bad rap. Wife said, hey, this makes me very uncomfortable. Like he's a convicted sex offender convicted for like things with underage girls too. It's not like your run of the mill stuff. And I feel weird about it. I would say, you know, okay, like I'll, I will go with you on this one 100% of the time, right? Mm -hmm. For Bill to say, taking it into consideration, I, <laughs> I like the sex offender. Like, it's, I like him a lot. Which, I love you, honey. Yeah. But, but I'm standing by my sex offender. Yeah. Is so bizarre. And I'm going to the movies with Woody Allen. Yeah. I mean. Listening to Michael Jackson. So. Yeah, uh, Bill Gates. Uh, yeah. Did did Jeff Bezos get caught no. up in the Epstein? No. Jeff Bezos and Epstein never had a, are you sure? Not sure. Jeff Bezos was I've never, never seen on his name in a headline. The Lolita Express. No. Okay. I've not seen that headline. So a couple of thoughts. Um, yeah, there's an element of me that's like, wow, the timing is very, very suspicious and Melinda must know something that is an indicator, right? But also, I don't like, like, the Wall Street Journal writes an article about the timeline, and then everybody automatically assumes that there's something nefarious happening. Like, we can't, we really shouldn't just jump on the bandwagon and well, presume. It's, well, it's true. Once you see Epstein's name associated with Bill Gates, that tarnishes all of Bill Gates. Well, and, and how much, too, is it Melinda Gates' lawyers saying, hey, you know, we're going to get you the most amount of money and... Therefore, us the most amount of money, you know, here we go. Based we're, on public perception. We're going to slide totally. right in here, and there we go. Totally. Easy. It's a one and done. But the fact that Bill Gates was broken down with Epstein, even if maybe at all, ever, which I guess maybe they're just rich guys running in rich circles, and he met him at a party and whatever. But if I recall from the reporting, there was multiple encounters between the two. Yeah. There is more than – there was a um, – it wasn't just like they were at a dinner party together. What if what if I came out, I was a registered sex offender, underage girls. Would you cancel the podcast? Yeah. If I, I said, hey, I'm, it's not me anymore. It's a weird time in my life. <laughs> How are we even having this conversation? Is this a reveal? No. I'm, okay. just, I'm just wondering. I'm going to have to look on 
that website. Uh, never, no. I'm just wondering what. Uh, I don't like think how... there's coming back from that. That's a, so. Yeah. The answer is yes. We would have to cancel the podcast. Yes, because there's I no think that's encoded that. in your DNA. Well, if you've ever been a child molester, I feel like there's a part of you that maybe you're fighting all the urges successfully at this point, but there's a part of you that I just I can't spend time together anymore. There's, I mean, I would never, ever, could never, ever, ever, ever be associated, work with, be friends with, chat with, have fun with, do anything with any kind of, yeah, there's, underage business. There's a Netflix documentary series called, um, I, I think it's called I Am A Killer. Yeah. And it interviews people who are admitted murderers, yeah. mostly in jail. And um, there's a sympathetic element to them. Some of them were in the... Pr um, they were crimes of passion, you know, so it wasn't premeditated or anything like that. And they'll go back and give their backstory. They had this troubled upbringing and all of that. And there is an element of sympathy in watching it. You can kind of understand how they ended up in this position in their life. They've never done a series that is, I am a child molester yeah. <laughs> and, and for good reason. And if they did, you know, there'd be, I don't think there's any amount of mental gymnastics that you could do to develop a sympathy for that yeah. mindset. I mean, I think you could feel sorry for the person, like somebody who was molested as a kid themselves, yes. who then, but the that behavior is no, no. It's no, deplorable. No, 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 no. It's just yeah. so destructive and insidious and deplorable. So back to Bill and Melinda Gates. What is the conversation that Melinda had with Bill in private, in their massive library with surrounded by Van Gogh, where they said, she said, honey, this is pretty incriminating. You got to knock it off. Or, or also what's going on? Yeah. What's going on with you? And what did you and Epstein do on that private island? I wonder if... I don't know that they went to the private island. I don't know that they did either. But I wonder if these things, it's like a hindsight thing where maybe she had a bad feeling about Epstein, but you know, maybe she thinks, you know, Bill's rich guy there's like bill clinton's creepy too right like there's about a bunch of creepy guys hanging around lots of wives every single wife ever has felt <clears throat> weird about one of their husband's friends at some point totally and so maybe she just had a weird feeling and then after the fact after Je jeffrey epstein kills himself in jail she thinks wait a second i had a bad feeling about that i wonder did it did it happen in real time at all right did she have a bad feeling i think it did he, she I'd told like him, to hey, don't hang out with this dude. Also, did Epstein kill himself? I mean, that's a great question. No, clearly he didn't. Lots to unpack here. It's all for <laughs> a different podcast. <laughs> I feel like we already waded into some treacherous waters. It's going to be canceled like Matt Biolas. <laughs> um, barrel or nah? Hoarding gas. Nah, hoarding anything. I mean... I'd rather go without. I'd rather start walking places than be in the hoarding mindset. If everybody felt this way, then there would be no hoarding. If everybody thought I would rather, I'd be fine going without, then to have the weird stress, the weird screw my fellow man, the weird, if you're hoarding anything at time of need, you are screwing someone else. Totally. Where like the get mine, me first, all of this stuff, no, 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 no. And so the way you break that is not by, this is going to happen and somebody else is going to screw me, so I'm going to screw them first. No, it's who can screw me? That's how. That's the attitude we all need. And it only begets more hoarding. Yes. As soon as you see somebody grabbing five loaves of bread, you think, Bread's out. I better, yeah, I better grab a couple because yeah. I might not be able to get mine. Yeah. And 
And that's for a thinking person. You yep. know, most people are just doing it uh, instinctually. So I agree with you totally not into hoarding gas or anything else. Um, but the imagery this week is unbelievable. Yeah. People putting gas in plastic bags. So you want to hear about that though? Apparently big fake. That was from, that picture was from a couple years I've ago. I've seen multiples. Multiples of people putting into plastic. I mean, yes. Yes, just on Instagram in the last couple of days, multiples. That is and, insane. And also putting it into all sorts of other vessels. Yeah. Like the um, storage bins that you would keep in your garage, people filling those with gas, which you can't even lift once it's full. And I A, a and B, gas eats all that stuff. I mean, gas and eats through a plastic bag in not that long. It'll leak out in your car. You'll yeah. get high off of it on your drive home. Like all of it is so, so stupid. I mean, I get, I get the stress. I get if you're living in the southeast or the or the east or wherever, this is really hitting hard, uh, which could just as easily hit here. I fully get this is a real bummer. I'm not going to be able to get to work, all this kind of stuff, but then you just can't get to work. Take it as know. an opportunity to ride your bicycle. Yep. Take it as an opportunity to run your business from Zoom. Yep. Here's my another thought that I had about it was this was all because there was a cyber hack on the gas pipeline yep. company, right? Yep. How does everything get cyber hacked? And if everything is cyber hackable, who hasn't hacked into student loan banks or credit card companies at large and just eliminated everybody's student debt? It's called Fight Club, man. Remember Fight Club? Yes, exactly. That's the whole point. Exactly. That's the whole point. You guys are you guys Blowing are savvy it. enough to hack into a pipeline. Who gives a crap about that? Hack into the student debt records. Get credit card. Burn it down. Throw a couple, and by the way, throw a couple zeros on my bank account while you're in there. Come on. Why wouldn't you? Man. Stupid, yeah. right? The uh, Everything's hackable except, I read some, or is everything hackable? Maybe. Well, that's, the, I, I heard heard on the radio someone talking about, this is all a product of people just losing their friggin' minds when the internet came about and thought we need to put everything on the internet. Your refrigerator needs to be on the internet, that everything is on the internet. And so the stinging gas pipeline is on the internet. So it's hackable. Why does that gas pipeline, I'm no engineer, no gas man, but why does that gas pipeline need to have any connection to the internet at all? No, no idea. Yeah. No idea. It's the internet of things. That's the internet of things is what screwed us, which didn't see that coming. Yeah. Didn't see putting everything on the internet as having a downside. So we're both going nah? Nah. Way nah. No hoarding. All right. Barrel or nah? Doing a reality show. Nah. If somebody approached... Your wife's in a position of power. If somebody approached your wife and is like, hey, we want to see what it's like to live a day in the life of your family. You got this beautiful home and this beautiful coastal enclave. Your husband's a surfer and we're going to follow you guys around with cameras. You're going to make tons of money. Your daughter's going to become a celebrity and get tons of branding opportunities. Your husband's going to sell more books than he could have ever imagined. Nope, zero, no chance. The only way I would do it is by taking the advice that I gave to our friend from last week of purposefully screw the system, I would just act some way that's not me. I would act so obscene and absurd or something like just to make it fun for myself. But even that would get annoying after a while. So the answer is no. There is absolutely no way in the world that I would ever want to do that. Let me ask it another way. Yeah. How much money would it take for you to say yes? It would take me... I'd do it for 30 grand an episode. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I thought this was going to be in the millions. 30 grand an episode. How many episodes a season? 10? Uh, 
Yeah, I do 10. I do so 300, 300 300 K. Yeah. For that's just for me. Like she, your wife can broker her own. Was deal. she get, yeah. 30, 30 grand an app for me. Wow. Yeah. 300 Put grand. The family on blast. Oh yeah. It's, burn it down. 24 hours a day. Cameras. For Easy. 10 weeks. No worries. 30 grand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But without 30 grand principally opposed. <laughs> What about there for you? There is no chance I will do it. <laughs> what about for you? Um, what per app? Yeah, so that's the thing. That money sounds amazing right now. Yeah. As soon as you're three episodes in and your life is in shambles, or, or three years in maybe, yeah. your life is in shambles, you'll look back and go, man, I should have been making millions off of that. Well, this wasn't worth it. It would be sliding. If it went into season two, then yeah, I would, it would yeah, be yeah. 60. Season three would be 120. I'd double it every year. Yeah, even that's low, I think. That'd be you, know? okay. you look at those real housewives, I think they're making like half a mil. No. The, the reality the reality pay is so tiny. It's all based on leveraging it after the fact. Exactly, and that's what they sell you on, and that's what yeah. you sell yourself on. It's, yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to start a makeup line. I'm going to be a Kardashian. I'm so, going to make Kardashian money. Kardashians don't make Kardashian money from TV. Right. They make it from... Until they become producers of the show itself. Precisely. So, yeah, so, I mean, the answer straight out of the gates is uh, I don't want to even do that. Like I don't want to live that lifestyle. 10 grand and up? No, I'm not going less than 30. (laughs) If you did 30, I'm not going less than 30. (laughs) I mean, the, the answer is I don't want that, but have a conversation at home be like, could we use this money? Can we just kind of like phone it in for a bit and use this money to then benefit for the rest of our lives? And then we'd come up with a number. But ultimately my home is my, like, I'm so worked. I, I'm up this morning before 7 a.m. answering emails, doing podcast related stuff, publishing an episode, prepping for today, you know, and like it goes. Last night I was on the computer until 8.30 I hear doing you. stuff that I just want to sit on the sofa when not when that stuff is not happening. Although I guess I wouldn't have to do all that stuff. No. If somebody was giving me 30 That's what I'm saying. Points. What are you talking about? You're talking about oh, yeah. your whole work life. Now you, so it's going to be a camera following you. You waking up at 8.30 a.m., going, checking the waves, going surfing, going to lunch. Okay. I, would, I would imagine the show has to be based around you, your life. So you'd have to go podcast and then go to work too. But it would be like, you'd be, that's where you'd be phoning it in. You wouldn't be phoning it in on the show. You'd be phoning it in at your, True. Uh, at your, so in you your working life. What I would use that money for is creating a dummy house. Yeah. We're going to rent a house with this money so that we can just phone it in for the cameras there because I still need my personal time at my actual home. And or you could rent a great apartment. I don't know where you like. It's got to be close to, say, Newport Peninsula, right? Or Balboa Island. Yeah. Go Go rent a space there as your sanctuary. Yep. Make your den. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm in 30 grand. 30 grand. <laughs> How much did the ultimate surfer cast get paid? Oh my goodness. Those guys got paid five grand for the season. I bet they got paid. Maybe, maybe I'm going to find real numbers here. I'm going to guess they got paid eight grand for the season, for the season. Everybody on the same exact pay scale. Yep. If you have a million Instagram followers Doesn't like matter. Anastasia Ashley, yeah. you don't get more? Nope. I no, no, no. No, 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 no. All right. Anastasia Anastasia will hope to make more yeah. off auxiliary. So she, Anastasia's, a, Anastasia's a hustler. I guarantee right now, Anastasia is out talking to makeup companies, boxed wine companies, whatever, saying, hey, look, at, I'm on this reality show. 
I've got this following. I'm going to be pushing here, here. Anastasia knows how to connect those dots. So Anastasia will make more money than any of the other ones. Office. She's the oldest contestant yeah. on the show as well. I mean, when Anastasia got on there, I'm sure she was like, yes, because this is what she's built to do, right? Totally. Anastasia has built her whole life already in the public eye, nonstop. Anastasia is a worker bee. She grinds for all that stuff, right? None and of it's twerks, easy. Literally twerks for it. Twerks and Remember grinds. Remember that video? Yeah, uh, of course. I, was, I got on YouTube the other day and I was fed a Manscaped ad. Nice. Did with, you buy? No, with Anastasia Ashley. Yeah, of course. I've seen I was that. Like, yeah, I was like, who's that? girl holding a surfboard and then Stage. I thought she looks familiar oh my god that's Anastasia Ashley we should get old Stasia on the show she'd come on perfect yeah. let's have her yeah uh, we'll get gossip to find well that's how we'll find out how much they got paid yeah um, barrel or not this one came from a listener I was shocked to even hear it I know what your answer is but putting a surfboard sock on a soft top he said he saw this and somebody wearing booties with a spring suit at Cardiff. But we talked about booties in a spring suit. We did years ago. So he saw both these things at Cardiff at the same, the same day. The sock on a soft top sickens me. It sickens me. It comes with a sock. Which one? I think when I've seen them at Costco's uh, wave storms, I don't know if all of them do, but I have seen them at Costco where at the bottom of the board in plastic, there's a surfboard sock that comes with it. It sickens me. I'm disgusted. It's awful. It's whole, makes, it's, makes zero sense. It's an abomination. I mean, I guess it's for people who have a kink for sand or for sandy wax pressed into fabric. That's who it's for. I guess so. It's for perverts. I guess so. Yeah. When you I, peel I it off. Epstein using one. Epstein for sure. Dates Epstein too. Epstein like just peeled it off nice and slow, left it in the car, waxed his wave storm off. Put the sock on, put it in the car, came back, put it out, just peeled it off. Disgusting. Waited till it get waited till it got cold first, then peeled it off. This was actually Melinda's breaking point. I mean, that would be mine. For sure. Good job, Melinda. For sure. All right. So we're going anti that. Yeah, surprisingly. And whoever I would argue whoever was wearing booties with a spring suit has an irrational fear of stingrays. Of I mean I would Not imagine that it's okay. I would imagine a stingray would go right through a booty. It depends if they hit. You're right. If well, it goes, if it goes on the top of your foot, yeah. If they hit the rubber part, you're better off. Yeah. But yeah, it can cut through the wetsuit, no problem. The neoprene material, but they can even cut through the rubber, and it depends how um, where they get you, where they get you, and how big the stingray is, yeah. and you know how effectively they use their lashing. Anyways, this has been an informative show. Thanks to Matt Warshaw from the EOS for coming on. I have one, uh, one PSA. Tell me. Saturday, I do believe. Saturday the 15th? Yes. Is support your surf shop day. Is it really? It sure is. So surf shops still. Stinking Amazon, all this. Surf shops are the heart and soul of our little industry. I still feel. Love going into a surf shop. My favorite personal real surf shops, surf shops, surf shop in Oceanside. Like the family owned core surf shop, go in. When was the last time you were in one? Months. Everyone, everyone Months. listening should go out of their way this Saturday to go into their family owned core surf shop. Just go breathe the air. I bought a traction pad one month ago. Good on you. So you've been. From Huntington Surf and Sport. 
I bought a Channel Islands traction pad. Go in, breathe the air. Sniff in, remember what it feels like to be back in a family-owned surf shop this Saturday. My uh, favorite local surf shop is the Frog House. See, there Fantastic we go. Fantastic surf shop. And they, what I also love about them, when I don't go in, they still provide entertainment in the form of comedy on their marquee on PCH. Yes. And they update the joke every two or three weeks or so. And the one right now says... One of their employees, he's been a lifelong employee there. His name's Beho or Beho. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it says, Beho says, is that, that $1,400 in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Oh, yeah. It's a good one. It's a classic. Where else are you going to get that kind of comedy except for your core family-owned surf shop? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that type of sexual raunchy Yeah. Comedy. Perfect. Go in, everyone. Go in. All right. Well, uh, thanks to Album Surfboards for carrying us. Come into Album. I forgot. They're my second favorite surf shop. It's a stinking surf shop. Come on into Album. Um, Albumsurf.com and, of course, beachgrid.com to find everything that we discussed and surfsplendorpodcast.com to support our work here. We're giving away a surfboard on June 1st. Very fine. Exciting. Better odds than winning the lottery. For sure. Yeah. Until next week, Chaz. Yep, barrel. (laughs) 